as you wait for the dawn. God has not left you without a light. He's left you with the light of his gospel, which comes to you in the Old and New Testament through the prophets and evangelists and the apostles. Pay attention to that light. It's a light shining in a dark place. And continue, even though you are firmly established in the truth, to receive that light in word and in sacrament. Be connected to Christ, who is your light. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient Faith for Today's World September 11, 2022 2 Peter 1, 12-21 Have you been able to wake up lately and get up before dawn to look at the morning sky? If you have, you've been able to see then what's called the morning star. Now we know it's not a star, but actually Venus the brightest of all the planets in our sky. The ancient world considered this morning star to be called the morning star because it often followed the sun in its cycle. And you could tell that when you saw the morning star arise, that day was coming soon. I'm sure you can imagine how important something like the morning star was for somebody like Peter. As he writes his second letter, he refers to it. See, Peter was someone who had worked often at night. As a fisherman, he would go out onto the dark lake at night and throughout the night cast his net onto the water to capture fish. And when Peter would see the morning star rise, he knew that his long, hard night of work was over. It was time to haul in his catch and head back to the shore, back to home. Peter tells us that, in a sense, all of us are waiting for the day. And it doesn't matter whether you work a vocation in which you are in the night shift or the day shift. We are in a world that is in darkness. And we are waiting for a new day to dawn. What Peter says, the, the time when we have an eternal entrance into the kingdom of Christ. In the meantime, how are we to wait as we live out our lives and work in the dark? Well, we see our answer this morning as we begin our series looking at the letter of 2 Peter. And in this three-part series, we'll see how we go from darkness to dawn. Today, as we look at the second half of chapter 1, we will see how, as we go from darkness to dawn, we are urged to pay attention to the light. Peter knows that his time is short as he writes this letter. He knows that he will soon be departing, as he says, from his tent. And by tent, as many translations point out, he means his body. And that's a fitting picture, isn't it? That the bodies we have now and the, the dwellings we have now are just temporary, much like the tents that we set up when we go camping. Maybe at times we might be tempted to think that our lives will go on forever and this life and this body is what really matters. But Peter says, no, this is only a temporary home. We are looking forward to, as he says here into verse 11, the welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Until then, we're like those camping at night, waiting for the dawn, waiting for our permanent, comfortable, lasting home. You know, if you've ever gone camping, you might identify with the eagerness of looking forward to that home. My family got to go camping recently, and some of us were staying in tents. 
And sure, for some of us, it was fun. We got to get up and, and even before dawn, some of us saw the morning star rising and the excitement of a new day. But for others, it wasn't always so exciting. Along with camping can come soreness. And eventually all of us were, yes, longing for a permanent dwelling, a comfortable place to sleep and to be. That's the way it should be for every Christian, every believer. Knowing we are in the darkness of a world surrounded by the curse of sin, that we're longing for our permanent, lasting home. So Peter, knowing that his time is short, writes to the Christians saying, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. As long as I live in the tent of this body, I think it right to refresh your memory, because I know I will soon put it aside, as Christ has made clear to me. I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. See, Peter wants to remind us of Christ. He wants to leave that behind. He's leaving a legacy. And the legacy isn't that he would receive personal accolades or people praising him for what he has done. His legacy is to remind people of Christ. What do you want to leave behind? Because eventually you too will leave the tent of this body. And what do you want those who are after you to find? That they praise you or that they receive some earthly temporary inheritance from you? Or something greater? Peter said, I make every effort to see after my departure. You will always be able to remember these things. A Christian can certainly pass on to their family an inheritance, but if they give them a rich measure of the habit of gathering around God's word and sacrament, they are passing on something far more valuable to a people, to a family, to friends who are in the darkness. And yes, a Christian could pass on an, a legacy that shows how great they were with a wealth and an abundant supply for their family. But that pales in comparison to passing on a legacy which supports the spread of the gospel and the light of Christ. And make no mistake, Peter's not just passing on these words to those who are young. He says, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have, I will always remind you. Sometimes we might be tempted to think that if as a Christian we are temporarily here, that we need to get the word to those who are young and then that's enough. But Peter says, you're firmly established, but I'm going to keep reminding you. It's not enough simply to learn the truths. Peter did not simply just give them the gospel. He wanted to continue to feed them and to give them the light. When my children go to a tent for the night when they're camping, I don't just want to give them a flashlight that's going to last for one or two minutes. I want them to have a light that will work throughout the night, fully charged batteries. If you're going to leave a legacy of the gospel, you don't just want to give it to people for a short time. You want them to always be reminded, even those who are firmly established. Many of you are firmly established in the faith and mature in the faith, lifelong believers perhaps. But you too continue to need the light. You need to have the gospel and word and sacrament. You need to continually be reminded of these truths. What legacy does Peter remind us of? He says, We did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. 
but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter, along with the other eyewitnesses in this event, it was James and John, point to and confess Christ, who came as the majestic and glorious Lord. Yes, by all appearances, Jesus, who came to this dark world, looked like an ordinary man. But Peter knew better. Peter had seen with his own eyes on that mountain an event which showed temporarily just how bright Jesus was. Jesus didn't come just to bring us light. He himself is the light. Jesus didn't come to show us the light, but to bring the world light as he shone in glory and brought us the good news. For a glimpse, Peter, James, and John saw Jesus shining in bright glory, who he really was, the light, the Son of God. And they heard the voice speak from heaven, the voice of the Father say, This is my Son whom I love. Far from any ordinary man, Jesus came as the light of this world and veiled his glory in the darkness. And Jesus, the sinless, perfect Son of Man, is spoken of not just by Peter and the evangelist, but also throughout Scripture. Peter says, We have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. You see, all of Scripture leads us to see the light, Jesus. He is the light that was prophesied in the very beginning to be born of the woman. He is the one that we see prophesied in the book of Numbers, that star that will come out of the people of Israel. Jesus, the light of the world, is one that the prophets say would come, who would suffer, and who would give himself up on behalf of all sinners. And he would face the darkness for us. And on the cross, as Jesus suffered, he was bearing the weight of our sin as he faced the darkness in order to sacrifice himself so that we could be in the light and enter his eternal kingdom. Jesus spoke of his coming departure when he would suffer and die, but also when he would come in victory. Peter says, You do well to pay attention to this prophetic message as to a light shining in a dark place. What are you paying attention to? So often we're distracted and and succumb to the, the light of the screens before us on our TV or our phones. And the message that comes for us from that Peter says is a message in a dark place. Don't just pay attention to all the distractions and the darkness around you. He says, pay attention to the light of God's word. The prophetic message, the reliable prophetic truth. Pay attention to the message that Peter and the evangelist gave of Christ coming to this world as our light. And he said, pay attention until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The day is coming soon. Christ who gave himself as the light of the world and who suffered for our sins also departed, and he spoke of his coming departure, not just to death and the grave, but to the light and glory of the resurrection and to the light and glory of being at the Father's side. He is, as the scriptures describe him, the morning star. When he comes, we know that a new era is going to come with him, a new era of light and a glorious new day. 
Jesus is the morning star who points to what is to come, an eternal kingdom of glorious light and peace. And this dark world will come to its end. You know, this picture of a, a morning star is reliable. Peter says, you must understand that the prophecy of Scripture, no prophecy came by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It's not just a message from Peter and the evangelist or the prophets, but it's a message given by the Holy Spirit, a reliable message, pointing us to the new day that dawns with the light of Christ, our Savior. Continue to, as Peter says, pay attention to it. You know, there's another who once bore that title, Morning Star. It was given to an angel who was given a high position in God's kingdom. And he was described as the morning star, in Latin translated as Lucifer. But he lost that position. And the scriptures lament how he turned aside from the Lord and he was cast down from heaven, lost his position as one of the high angels of God. And as the devil looks around this world, he seeks to pull us away from the light of Christ. He seeks to bring us into darkness and everlasting shame. But Peter says, as you're in the darkness, pay attention to the light. As you wait for the dawn, God has not left you without a light. He's left you with the light of his gospel, which comes to you in the Old and New Testament through the prophets and evangelists and the apostles. Pay attention to that light. It's a light shining in a dark place. And continue, even though you are firmly established in the truth, to receive that light in word and in sacrament. Be connected to Christ, who is your light. And remain, as you know, the day will dawn soon. The time will come to pack up this tent. And all of the, the work in the night will be gone. And the word of God that we held on to will be our light. So that we who are now traveling from darkness to dawn will find ourselves in everlasting light in the kingdom of our God. We go from darkness to dawn. Pay attention to the light. <laughs>